Jack Grealish is like taking the Freddie Flintoff Ashes 05 mantle here and just (laughs) 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 we miss people like Paul Gascoigne enjoy him subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app folks hello and welcome to tonight's Late Night League of Ireland Um, with myself Shane Keegan and I have been completely abandoned by my co-host Mr Nathan Murphy is Still away, stunning himself in wherever the hell the big wages of somebody who wins sports broadcaster of the year affords you to, to head off there. But uh, yeah, he's still having the life of Riley and Johnny Ward, I assume by now, drowning his sorrows in um, some dark frequented pub in the arse end of Galway somewhere. But he, he's abandoned me anyway. But he, you know, Johnny, now we should get to uh, around 11 o'clock and with three or four points in him, he could. He could change his tune and reappear on the call at, at any stage, so we'll, we'll keep our eye out for him. But I am delighted to say that uh, we have a last-minute multi-million pound transfer deal done for a new co-host. Christopher, say hello. Well, Gaffer, what's the story? I'll not abandon you. Have your back. <clears throat> for those who don't know that, that voice, that is Mr. Chris Shields, much, uh, much decorated uh, former... Then out League of Ireland player and part-time comedian. Um, he fancies himself at, at, at times as well. Um, we have got a lot of requests already to talk. I don't know whether that's because of the events of the night or everybody looking to talk to Shieldsy, but before we get to them, um, Shieldsy, just very, very quickly on yourself, things, things can't have gone much better. You're just after finishing your first full season up at Linfield. It, it, it went pretty well. Yeah, it's a good first season. It's totally different up here. You're just expected to win every game playing for Linfield. We drew one and lost one in one week and there was people calling for Neely's head and things didn't look like it was going too well for us. But nah, win the league. Perfect first year. A few personal accolades to go with it. And now fully looking forward to European campaign now. League player of the year and Ulster player of the year, was it? Yeah, um, yeah, they're the two main awards. There's no PFA up here as of yet. It's in the process of being set up. So when they get set up, I'll probably win that as well. Uh, go on, you're happy enough with that, were you? Yeah, yeah, nah. Nice little things at the end of the year, you know, because it was long enough season. Sure, my pre-season was January 21, and then I only wrapped it up there in the summer of 22. So it was a long, long season, so... Luckily, my old body stuck together and got the job done in the end. Fair play, champ. Well, listen, we'll chat plenty more. I know you were watching the same game as I was, but we get to the listeners <laughs> first. And uh, listen, let me tell you, you can be as, as free to say as what you want, just to set the parameter for you to know the kind of chat that goes on in this. Last week, Johnny Ward was live on the bus um, on the way home <laughs> from the game, talking about the fact that there were two girls sitting in front of him kissing. So that's the kind of talk that goes on around here. So... First man we're going to have in is, is, is Mark. Um, Mark, how are you keeping the game with you tonight? Good evening, Shane. I was just actually listening to uh, Derry Silly uh, on uh, Radio Foil. Well, what did you... I, I, I actually did, did, did Radio Foil. Was it week before last, the Rovers game? I was listening. Um, with Eric, yeah, he's brilliant. What, what did you make of tonight's game based on, based on what you were hearing from Eric tonight? Oh, man. Another... Lackluster performance, I would say. Um, I'd say Van Harp should be pretty fed up, but they didn't get something actually out of that game. Um, 
I think they were relying a little too much on patching, and uh, I know they've been hit by a few injuries the last while, but um, yeah, lackluster performance, and I thought they were going to actually be beat, to tell you the truth. Um, uh, I was just going to ask yourself, because I know you've been something in the commentary on a few games, how do you perceive Derry's chances for the season ahead? Yeah, look, I, Mark, I, I suppose I've made no secret of the fact that nothing really anything to do with Derry, just to do with the strength of Rovers. I, I kind of have always fancied Rovers to end up winning and winning it quite comfortably. I do think I do think you've looked excellent. Um, up until recently, you were you were the better side in Tala. Um, without a doubt, you were the better side in Tala against Shamrock Rovers that night, and somehow managed to come away with without anything from it. But the fact that he had those two games. Who was he in the previous one before Rovers, Mark? Remind me, he, he had a disappointing result in that one as well, wasn't it? No, there's Sligo as well, which is a... That, that was it, yeah. And I, I just think, you know, was the fact that he played really well in two games and only got a point in two games, has that really yeah. kind of, has that hit people's self-belief and, and kind of hit people hard? Because, um, yeah, the last the last two results have, have, have been poor, all right, haven't they? Yeah, I think they've been actually just on the pre-build-up game tonight. Um, Desi McKellen was talking to Rory Higgins before it, and I think he was asking. The, I think it's about early to be asking such a question, but these questions do naturally come up. You know, as as, as there been questions asked of him now at this stage, and uh, all that. Look, to me, to me, that would be absolute madness. I think he's done. I think he's done an absolutely brilliant job since since he's gone in there. I'll tell you the yeah. one. I'll tell you the one thing that I would I would look at in relation to those to those last two games. Um, and we'll, we'll bring maybe Shields in on this one. Is, is the fact that Cammy, the fact that Cameron Dunigan has missed out again tonight. Um, I mean, Cammy to me has been absolutely superb. Obviously, Shields, he's a guy you know really well. He's, he's been terrific for them so far this season. And he's probably been a big loss there, not having him in that side. Certainly didn't play tonight. Did he play last week, Mark? Uh, he did, and I think he's injured now. But uh, Patrick McAlhenney's an alarmist as well. There. Ah, well, look, Patrick, Patrick, and 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 Mickey obviously are, are colossal losses. But to be yeah. fair, I suppose the problem there is he hasn't had them for a huge chunk anyway. But but Cammy had had been flying. He's a fantastic player, Shieldy, isn't he? Yeah, Cammy's brilliant. So many positions as well. But for me. Recently, Derry have got themselves in such a great position. And before the Rovers game, it looked like there was going to be a title challenge and a title race. But for me, the past few weeks, it looks like they're missing the lads that have been there and done it before, albeit with other teams. But that sort of experience is massive at this stage of the season when they kind of started to believe their own hype and things were going so, so well. To miss lads like Patrick and Michael and now Cammy, who might be missing, hopefully not for too long. But these are the sort of lads you need on the pitch going into these big games. And like Shane said, I watched it myself. Couldn't believe Derry came out the wrong end of the result in Tala, but that's where Rovers shone. They had players that have been there and done it before. And it seems to be a bit of a knock-on domino effect in the past few weeks. And probably the breaks come at the right time for Derry. Yeah, I was just going to say that, Chris. I think the two, possibly for Derry, possibly three-week break, depending. Um, it's just come at the right time now, I think. Yeah, yeah I think no. It was, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm sure Higgins won't won't be giving them too much time off with Europe around the corner, but recharge the batteries, get away from the place for a few days, come back in, and these sessions just after the break are always key for managers, I find. 
I'm just having a look here, Mark. Coming out the other side of it, you're you're straight down to Dublin, away to away to Shells. That's not the easiest one in the world. Where Duffer hasn't gone at, at at the moment either. So they will need to hit the ground running to stop any major gap developing there when they come out the other side of the break, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't want really a sort of a golf opening up, really, would you? So no, definitely, definitely um, not, definitely not. Mark, listen, fair play. Thank you very much for giving us a shout. No worries, Shane. Talk to you again. Mind yourself, Giggsy. Giggsy, how are you? How's it going, you well? All good now, yourself. You're, you're, you're a happy man. I can hear your tone of voice already. <laughs> yeah, look, I think the most important thing tonight, especially after Monday night, was just get back on track, three points, be going into the break now. Um, yeah, kind of, you know, not kind of put that one game to bed. You know, luckily that nothing like what's gone on, I suppose, last week that Derry is happening with us. Like, so it's a, it's, it's a one-off game. And, you, you know, if that's going to happen during the season, you know, you've no right to go and win every game for regards to Monday. And we didn't deserve to win on Monday. But tonight, we're getting a goal after three minutes. It kind of just settled the nerves within the team. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we fully deserved, obviously, the wins tonight, you know. Um, but Shells weren't too bad. You can see that uh, he's kind of got them down a bit, you know. Was it was it a decent performance, Geeks? Yeah, I saw the first goal. The first goal was a, a super goal, I thought. Really, really top-notch. But, I mean, I look at... The fact that you were coming in against the Shell sides that have been doing very, very well lately. No Jack Burns, no Mandreo. I, I was kind of looking at it going, the potential banana skin, but but look, he overcame it with relative ease by the sounds. Did, did they play well? Yeah, we played all right. Like, I suppose when you look at it, um, I was talking to a Shells fan before the game, and he kind of, the fact that we lost on Monday night, he was kind of worried because he expected a reaction. Um, whereas, well, I suppose we, we we played all right. Like I said, the early goal kind of settled us. Um, Shell's kind of had a bit of the ball, but um, but then like uh, I think Gaffney, the second goal came after half an hour. Uh, it kind of killed it a little bit as a contest. All right, if Shell's had got a goal back, they didn't have too many clear cut chances. We didn't have too many clear cut either. But uh, yeah, look over the base of the the game, I think you know relatively kind of. Comfortable enough, like to deserve the three points. You met, you mentioned the name there, Giggsy. We, we tend to speak a lot about a lot of the same names because I suppose Jack's so high profile and, and Danny's form was so good and, and Andy Lyons' form was so good. But but one man, Shieldy, I don't know if you had come up against him much, but, but Rory Gaffney seems to have really, really caught fire for, for Rovers in terms of his overall performances and getting a couple of goals there, he does think. Yeah, yeah, he has, he's he's been a focal point for Rovers, and then he's not slow either. He's quick off his heels. I seen the first goal tonight. Uh, brilliant work. I'm sure he wouldn't want to find himself too far out on the right wing, knowing Rory he's a, he's a selfish striker, which all good strikers are. But he's willing to put in that work for Rovers, and his, his work rate always is fantastic. And you can see he has to quality the ball into the box. He'll step over, Mitchy great finish, and you can always see he's got his reward. He's got the second. Once Rovers go 2-0 up at home, you can rarely see them slipping up and letting another team in, such as the quality that is in the squad, you know? Yeah, look, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think that he's probably the best front man in the league, uh, holding the ball up and bringing other people into play. Like, just, you know, uh, when he comes, when he, when, when he plays, we're a totally different team to when he doesn't play, you know? And, and Giggsy, tell me, in your opinion then, like, would you, would you look and say, yeah, we show faith in him we need to stick with him as our main man up there for the season or you know sometimes you hear question marks that you need a new player in in that area 
would you be inclined to still look for a new centre forward or, or do you think Gaffney's the answer? Well, I think that he is our main man. Like, that, there's no question about it. Like, uh, if you were to name probably Rover's strongest 11, I think Gaffney definitely goes in as the, as the centre forward. Um, obviously, you're going to have to have a couple of players there. Like, I mean, we've talked before about, uh, you know, who's the number two striker, whether it's Gaff, uh, whether it's sorry, um, Aaron Green or Oidemo. Um, I think Aaron Green is definitely the number two striker at the moment. But, I mean, I think there was a lot of talk about Colin Whelan possibly coming into Rovers in June. Obviously, now that, that he's injured, that probably won't happen. Um, will Bradley go into the market and try and sign someone else? I don't know. Um, I'm sure he will try. Uh, but you know, you've always want to gonna you're always gonna wanna have options there. And if someone becomes available, I would say yeah. Like Gaffney probably is not gonna score you twenty goals a season, but he will feed the likes of Mandroyo and uh, Graham Burke and these players coming through, you know. Easy, tell the truth now and don't be modest. You're you're eight points clear, but it's in the bag at this stage, is it? Uh no, not really, because I, I think we all kinda of thought that Derry were going to be the closest and yeah whatever's happened there but like the Dundalk like Dundalk are ticking along nicely there and they haven't really been talked about like nobody wants the league to be over like as a neutral this early on I mean like we'll take it as Rovers <laughs> well you're not you're not a neutral <laughs> <laughs> no but like we'll take it but um, as long as they're losing and we're winning of course I mean we, we'll win the league as early as we want um, but I still do think that it's not it's nowhere near like I mean we're, God, geez, we're only halfway through there's still a lot of footballs we've played you know like I mean we've still got say a European campaign which is obviously gonna you know take up time and you yeah. know you're gonna have a lot of games like so anything can happen listen fair play to you you're not getting carried away with yourself feet are underground no. fair play to you Jiggly listen thanks a million for giving us a shout down lads like yourself Gildy what, what, what do you reckon can you see can you see Dundalk or Derry making a, making a drive and trying to reel them back in or are, are they going to be on top of them? No, as much as you don't want to sound like Johnny coming on here, but <laughs> I can't see them. I can't see them being caught. The, the, just the quality they have. there. You, like you said it yourself, there's Jack missing tonight. No real bat and eye laid down in Tala. They have the quality to come in. This is perfect for Bradley, I'd imagine, because for me, the squad was built to compete fully in Europe with an eye to getting into the that's probably getting into the Europa Conference League and if they give themselves an eight point advantage going into them European qualifiers they're sitting in a really really good spot but they, they do they do have to give Europe a proper crack this year don't they I mean that has been the blot so I suppose the one blot on, on Bradley's topical hasn't it that's it especially after last year I'm sure they like everyone else in the country were fancy to beat Flora Talon and I watched it expecting them to win and they didn't and I'm sure Stephen Bradley still sits up at times thinking about it as much as he might not want to admit. Last year was a fantastic opportunity to get into it and that only whets the appetite and the squad he has now is better than last year's squad. So Europe is a real, real priority for Rovers, I feel. Um, in, how, how did you find Stephen Bradley managed sides to play against? Me, um, Jeremy Shieldy. Yeah, I can yeah. How did you? How did you? Everyone is. Hmm? Attendance. 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 
No, I uh, can hear me. You're always free flowing against us, you know. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, do you get Wi-Fi down at least? <laughs> I think yours is worse than mine. Yours is worse than mine. <laughs> no, listen, we'll bring, we'll bring. Like, That's that, that neighbor. Keep the neighbor keeps changing Keith, the password. Um, Keith Shields, if you don't know, is a, he's a brave fan. He's a brave fan. <laughs> on here, you bad not love you. Great, no, had yeah. good farmer, nice How are you, Keith? How's it going, Shane? How are you, Shieldy? You well? How are you doing, Keith? Sorry, on the seagulls. Shane, Shane, Chris has gone down in folklore and Bray. He played in, he played in one of the weirdest games in the Carlisle against Monaghan United. He'll tell you all about it. Tell you what was weirder. I was playing up front wearing number nine. That was the weirdest part. Fill me in from his own goal to his to his to his header to set up the the ball for Savage to drop and then <laughs> to score the winning penalty. You know what? A, what a night that was. Ah, brilliant! You'll never see that again. I think I think about the unfortunately you probably won't. <laughs> Think about a hard mouth. Yeah, this is you'll never see something like this again. Just Ryder over stuff. And then uh poor Monaghan broke a wall and all and there was Nixers for builders to come in the next day. It was it was a great night for everyone involved. Bar poor Mick Buck, my neighbour. <laughs> Keith, it's, it'll it'll stick in your memory for everybody sounds anyway, will it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was like, it, it, it kind of, if you're looking back on it, it kind of saved Bray because they were a long time in the Premier Division um, and, you know, the, uh, Bar, Bowes and Pats, they were the longest serving in there and obviously were down the push but it was a great night and, um, like, when you look back on it, like, all the players that played in that game, Dane Massey, Brian Garton was playing for Monaghan, Fieldsy. Yeah, yeah, it was Mark and me. Yeah, so uh, a few ex-Ray players there that have gone on to do well in the league, <laughs> and obviously Keith has gone on to do well uh, with Dundalk and now Linfield. So, but listen, more more importantly, we hardly ever get you in in, in good form after a good result. We could be wasting a, a good night's <laughs> talk and well braided and talking about that. So fill me in. How did you how did you do it tonight? Obviously, uh, uh, must have been a decent performance, surely. Yeah. Um. Look, there was, there was a lot of positive tonight. Um, obviously three points uh, first win first home win of the season um, clean sheet uh, our strikers are, are, are strong goals Daryl Lynch got two goals against tonight so uh, unfortunately he came off injured Manly replaced him and scores you know Rob needed goals as well so it's um, Connor Clifford was out before the game warming up um, so I'm not sure who, how many weeks he's off but uh, you know if you look at the league table, Shane, I know you're involved with Treaty, but Treaty obviously lost 4-0 tonight and Bray are now only three it's points behind them. In the... it's, it's amazing. Hold on, I just put Billy on silent for a minute. One minute, <laughs> Billy. Um, it, it's amazing how compact it is. I mean, you know, it was all doom and gloom really in terms of Bray and I don't think anybody gave them a, a chance up to a couple of weeks ago been anywhere next to near involved and all of a sudden, like you said, you're, you're, three, you're three points off the last playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, Shane, we have to build on this. You know, after our first three games of the season, we lost and won two in a row and then hadn't won in 10. So this is our first first win in 10 games. So um, we need to get players back. Uh, I, I've said it before, Conor Clifford's key to get back involved. Um, but if you can build on this and there's a little bit of a break and then we're on to Longford in Bishop's Gate in a few weeks. So um, 
It's very yeah. it's we extremely just, tight. We, we, yeah, we were we I suppose we were just saying about the break. The break would probably come at a good time for Derry for Derry to catch their breath and that it's the exact opposite for yourselves. He could he could probably can do without out of break at the minute now, wouldn't he? Oh, 100%. Yeah, like after a 3-0 win and look, we're not getting carried away. Like, Athlone weren't up to much, you know, and I know there's not a, a lot of Athlone fans uh, listening or whatever, but so we can say this, they were <laughs> they were very poor. They were extreme. <laughs> you can see why they have two points on the board. They didn't offer much going forward and in fairness, they have good players. Macaulay was off tonight, Derek Daly, Ubuzainu, Alua. They just weren't afforded the opportunity to play. And maybe that's kudos to the Bray team. Um, Hudson and Knight at the back were fantastic. Um, Callum Thompson on the right wing, absolutely brilliant. So it's good to see a win, obviously, Shane, you know, because it has been a tough few weeks. Yeah, um, you're, so, you're going to be tested. I'm looking here, Keith, you're going to be tested coming back. As you say, it's Longford, but even after that, after Longford, yeah. Galway, after Galway is water. Jesus, yeah. you want to, uh, that's, going, that's going to test whether you have any, any real ambition to try and stay around that playoff spot. Absolutely, 100%. Obviously, Waterford on a six-game unbeaten run. They've won all of those games, you know. Cork City have gone to, to Galway tonight and got a win, you know. So, we play Cork in a few weeks as well. So, it's it's so tight. But, you, you know, you can't... What you have to do, Shane, is beat the teams around you. And uh, the likes of Treaty and Wexford and the Coves and the Athlones down there, um, you have to get three points against them, against them teams. Doesn't matter what happens against the the, the Cork Galways and Wars because you're not really going to you're not really going to claim any points against them because they're going to run away with it. Absolutely, absolutely, Shilsey, Just coming back here, you're obviously it's where you took your your first steps. You had three or four seasons there, did you? You must have you must have have some happy memories of that period as your kind of your bed and ground. Yeah, I loved it. I loved my time at Bray. I made uh, you make good friends because. At that stage, we were all very young, looking to break into the League Ireland. Look at like myself, Dave Webster, Jay Kelly, Dane Massey. We were all given the chance by Eddie, Keith, and then Pat eventually. So you, you do, you, you get quite, quite a homely feel when you go to Bray. And I haven't been back in a few years, given where I live now and stuff, but you always want to see them doing well. And like, like Keith has said, getting Connor back would be huge for Bray. They goal tonight might spark Manly into, Manly into, the fr- frenzy of goals because he's a good player when he gets going as well you know his hold up play is always brilliant he's, he's a nightmare to try and mark so hopefully get the bodies back in after the break and break and pick up points around the teams around them they pulled you in from where Francis was it so Francis yeah Keith Keith Long came out to a container in John Highland Park in St. Francis <laughs> I was playing under 17 football I was playing for the senior team as well and he asked me to come out and play for the 20s and reserves and Kicked on there, wasn't there for too long, and I did the first team and that. And there you Even go. Here I am. not not to go off on a complete tangent, but it was actually I was on the the, the uh, academy director's license or a youth elite youth day license this week. Um, I, I think I see Gerald Bryan listening and actually gave a great presentation on it. But um, Simon Madden is out there now, Shieldy, as as uh, director of football. Um, it's, it's a bit it's a big club. I, I would expect if if there's a third tier, that third tier thing happens. Um. Yeah, Francis would be knocking around trying to get in. They're, they're, they're a big club in Rowan, right, aren't they? Oh, they're huge, yeah. But they always had fantastic facilities out in John Island. You know, we were from Dawkins Celtic boys and then we merged with St. Francis and went up there. All the school boys went up there and great setup. And the senior team are in a good uh, good spot at the minute. Semi-finalists in the Intermediate Cup, narrowly beaten. 
their club going in the right direction. And I think they had maybe toyed with the idea of applying for the first division when there was none even mm. around the numbers last year or the year before. But if the third tier comes in, which I think is a fantastic idea, I think they'll be they'll be straight in there. I think they'll be one of the teams in the third tier. Yeah, which uh, absolutely. Keith, listen, thanks a million for the call. Really appreciate it. Take care, guys. Cheers, Keith. Billy, you've been very patient and I've had to mute you once or twice. It seems like there was one or two irate drivers around you trying to, trying to blow you off the road there with your horn. There, but you're, you're, you're definitely in good form. The only thing you're disappointed is that there's no Johnny Ward on the other end of the line to throw it into here. You'll maybe sure of We're still in Galway, buzzing. What a team. What a performance by Characters, outstanding. Really courageous. They showed up, especially when we're down to 10 men. They really showed what they were made of. Fantastic. All right. Particularly, uh, Billy coming out the side of what was caused by, you know, a little bit of a lip, a little bit of a blip in recent weeks. I was looking and going, oh, geez, they could do without a blip coming into such a big game, but you're telling me they delivered close back to their best tonight, they did. For all the traveling support, they really showed us what they're made of, right? Fantastic. Really. Uh, from number one, all the manage managerial, everything. Got everything right, and you know, against Johnny C, you have to be really on your game. But by tonight, they showed him. Yeah, I saw, I saw the goal cracking strike by Young Billy, wasn't it? Oh, geez, stop the lights, boy. But listen, now in all fairness, God, they came out of the second last 10 12 minutes. We were hanging on, hanging on. But by God, we got there. The very, pure, pure, not to, not to put any sort of downer on it, but pure stupidity from Keaton, from what I'm hearing. Um, he's rolling out the arc mm, of yeah. fingers here now well listen look these things happen <laughs> well, I, 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 saw, I saw a Cork I saw a Cork fan on the line and he was a Cork fan not a Galway fan said right to me he threw a right hook which is uh, the last thing that your team need I suppose when you're when you're one nil up and uh, fighting for a super result but look we will put that to we will put that to one side. Look, uh, Billy, I've, I've been I've been talking to you up all season. I, I think you've been brilliant to watch. I don't know what went wrong the last couple of weeks that there was a little bit of a blip. Um, I think you've got, you know, I was going to use the phrase too good for that division, but you know what I mean when I say too good for that division. There are two or three players there in Ulster, in Coffee, um, fellas like that that I think are, are, are easily mid-table Premier Division standard level. Um, and I think for, for Cork to be holding on to players like that, they absolutely have to be getting themselves back up. But I assume you're reasonably confident that you will go and kick on from here now? 100%. Um, not being cocky about it, but look, they showed serious metal to me. Cork and, yeah, cork and cocky, sure, no, absolutely <laughs> no. No, no, no way. Cork and cocky, No, no, they did it around 2017, 16, 17, 18. They were cocky enough then. Hey, come here. You right cocky then. Ah. You were the bane of my existence back then, but now ah. I'm I'm very very pleased to see Cork sitting where they're sitting. Same with Galway. I think the Premier Division could do with two very good teams like Cork City and Galway. They'd be a fantastic addition to the Premier Division in my eyes. Yeah, and, I uh, Cork City don't belong in the first division. No, no, we're too big. Our club is just too big. But listen. We have to get there. We have to get up, and we show tonight we can't fight. We can't take the, uh, the knocks and the blows. And um, yeah, this team is just—it's blown me away. Any, you know, Chilsea no on, way to on, bounce back. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> on under under rivalry, Chelsea. Just when you bring it up there, have you have you 
Have you got your hands on Garton's book yet? I believe he has a couple of cuts off in it. I've just seen this for the old start of the chapter went around on Twitter there the other week and uh, and so, you know, I might get it for when I'm flying to Europe or something. Wouldn't get a chance around the gaff, but it was it was the rivalry and it was brilliant and uh, like I said, I said it to Garth and I said it on Twitter, I said we all hated each other and yeah. that's what made it such a great rivalry. We weren't hugging and chatting to each other after the game. We were good at that. Either we lost or they lost. There was real disdain for each other and probably won't see a kind of rivalry like that in football now the way it's gone but that's what made it so special like yeah well I'd say now to be fair there's, there's little fear of the likes of boobs going around hugging too many rovers boys either now it's the same thing but the uh, rivalry still, <laughs> still exists I wouldn't hug him myself when I play with him <laughs> Billy listen thank you very much for the call good to hear you in good spirits we'll chat with you again later on the year on the good night God bless lads and thank you Here's Billy. Here's Billy. Steve, how are you? Talk to me. Are 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 you going to make a bit of a make a bit of a burst here? Maybe they're not guaranteed to, to finish last as we maybe had all assumed, or maybe maybe it was just me. But you're making a bit of a more fist, better fist of it than, than some of us thought you'd manage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, we ten minutes added on um, this evening. I don't know if you, if you, if you were if you were tracking it. Yeah, it's not that sprinkler again, is it? No, no, the, the 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 ref got a the the ref got a point blank um ball to the face. Oh. Um so the ref had to be carted off on a stretcher. Um mm-hmm. and so obviously the fourth official then took o- took over as as uh, as 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 referee. So uh that made the fourth official's job, you know, putting up subs and this kind of stuff. Um was so, 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 some random guy kind of stepped in and did that and uh but then in the in the, the first half, with the first half was nothing to talk about. Se- se- second half was 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 a, was a pretty good game, um, and uh, I, I I I don't want to get into decisions and that kind of stuff. There was a there was a there was a nasty looking collision on the edge of the Sligo box, and um, one of our strikers was going through, and it was one of those balls that was kind of chest height, and the keeper came out, and, and there was a nasty collision. I I, I, I don't want to get into you know. Who did what to who? But that 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 kind of looked nasty. But 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 sorry. But but the the core the core point is right. I think we're. But, but when I was checking results, I think Harps were ahead against Derry late, weren't they? Um, That's right. Yeah, equaliser. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 two points that Harps didn't get kind of keeps it interesting. I think we're two behind Harps right now, and I think that that that's really our that, that's really our target. Obviously, Colin being Colin being injured is uh, is a huge blow. Um. But it's it's amazing. I've I've been going to watch them now for what over twenty five years, and it's amazing when when these kids come on and you've never you've never seen them before, and, and they really look good. Two or, the two or three kids come off the bench this evening, and that you know there's uh, there's um, there's great promise there. Steve, it's it's amazing just when you as you say about the kids. So again, on on that course this week, um, your your nineteenth manager Garrett Cotterill was on that course that was on during the weekend. We were just one of the, the one of the, the various different aspects of, of the, the role we were chatting about was the overlap between kids who were playing under 19s and maybe right. the odd call up the first team and how you handle that whole situation. He was saying, he was saying last week, 10 of his under 19 panel were called up to the first team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> That's crazy, I, I, and, and I should say, actually, my, 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 my name is Ian. The, 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 the stick handle is, 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 is it's the name of our fanzine. It stands for Student Till I Graduate. It's, it's the article that ah, I write in the program. Very good. Very um, good. But you're but you're right. It, it's a uh, and, and and of course, like when we played Rovers last week, I mean, it was it was brilliant to see um, 
Ronan Finn, Gary O'Neill, Ferrugia, all those guys have come through, uh, Benson, um, all those lads. And so certainly as a UCD fan, um, like if we go down, we go down and you know, we'll enjoy Division 1 next year. Um, but it, it, it's you, you, you absolutely accept the fact that we're going to have seasons like this where we spend a lot of, a lot, a lot of time without the ball. Um, and and as, 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 as the Rovers chap was saying there a while ago, I mean, when at the halftime last week, was it 2-0 at halftime and then Gary O'Neill comes on, you're going, Jesus Christ, this is not getting any easier, you know? Were you good still value still for the point? Um, if I was a Sligo fan, I would say that Sligo had all the ball. Um, and, and you could see, I, I was standing close to the pitch and you can see, obviously, Greg Bolger used, used to play for us and Greg still has it. Like Greg still has that vision, those little passes. Um, if well, I was, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we'll do. We right, we'll make this conversation very interesting because we have James waiting to talk, and James is a Sligo fan. Uh, very so good. James, okay. So James, <laughs> were, were, were you at the game? I'm just on my way home now. Yes. <laughs> so you, I, you I give me your take. Yeah, you you give me your take because Ian is Ian is kind of dancing around it here. It sounds like he's trying to tell me they got away with murder without telling me he got away with, without saying they got away with murder. They did, and they didn't, James. And That's right, Eric, yeah. We kicked 
Sunday night, and we didn't at all. And I think that was kind of, you know, UCD's fair put up to them, but it's UCD. I, I would have thought with the caliber of that starting 11 over time, we would be putting a few by them. But to be fair, look, it's the results. We went to the break now. Hopefully we can get a new manager or somebody into the camp to disallow all this fuss going on, you know? Where, yeah, well, a couple of things on it, Ian. Firstly, like, you know, he's throwing, James has thrown names out. I'd regard himself as throwing most players in the league. He's thrown names out there again that stood out in my feet that I have to say I, I wouldn't be aware of. Like, the, 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 the fact that he just keeps producing so much talent is, is incredible, really, isn't it? It's, it's, and it's, it's terrific to watch. And, and I, I personally get, get a great buzz for it. And even acknowledging the fact that they're going to move on. Just the, I'm sorry, the, 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 the Sligo chap's name um, has escaped me there. James, I'm sorry. J- James, the, the, the incident in the second half where there's a clash between the Sligo keeper and, and the, our striker, I don't, I don't know what that looked like to you. Um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was, to be fair, right? McGinty came out for the ball. Uh, it was kind of Buckley and Blaney had left it to McGinty, and their striker at the time had got in. But McGinty had got the ball first out. It was, McGinty was very high. It was just the, the collision was. It was, yeah, it was just. A, I, I'm, I'm trying not to say it, it was like it was a bad looking collision. If you would have told me that Derek Tomley would have sent McGinty off for that, I would have said it would be a very, very, very hard decision. James, right, Ian, right. Ian, Ian was telling us it resembled um, your man Schumacher's for Germany and goal in the World Cup there. No, I, I, I think you'll find this is recorded and I said no such thing. <laughs> I don't look at it. It was it. It was it. was it. was it. was it. was it. The second half was great, and James, I'm sure you'd agree. The first half was nothing to get excited about, but the, the, the oh. second half was uh, second half was good old, good, good old fun. Ian, listen, fair play for giving us the shout out. We'll keep James for a little longer because I just want to talk to himself and Jamesy around the managerial situation. Jamesy, were, were you surprised to see Buckley go recently? Yes, I no. Yes, because the kind of the timing around it, we're a week away from the break, Europe coming up. Um, and no, because I suppose the, sure James would agree. Probably the results haven't been good enough of late. Given the squad they've had, the settling period they've had as a squad, probably should be doing better. Maybe a bit underwhelming this year. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting there. Just when you say on the timing, I'll be honest. I I went. I lost my gig at Galway the week heading into the break as well. And more importantly, heading into the break also means you're coming quite close to the transfer window. And at the time, I was. You know, my, right, fair enough, our results weren't wonderful and you could argue that it's our bullet. I just, I just remember thinking at the time, geez, if you'd just given me a little bit of time to head into the break and, and get another transfer window where I could try and right some of the wrongs. And I'd say that would have been the way Buckley possibly would have been thinking, James, you know? Yes, yes and no. Um, you know, <laughs> look, at, as you said, if the results don't come our way, the results don't come our way. Um, you might have seen on Twitter there was a bit of crack with supporters stuff and Conan Byrne about a little it was a little spat about you know where Sligo Rovers fans expectations as our club should be okay so mm-hmm. we, we start back to where Bucky took us over we were at nothing and um, we uh, were at the bottom of the table after four games COVID hit we, we get Europe uh, the season after was a very mediocre season we did well to get third we held third for the reason that every single team around us just decided not to win. Uh, you know, and, and in Bucky's tenure, we lost, I think, seven games on the top half season um, before this season. Okay, we started off very 
we got the result against Pat, but it was kind of the same stuff that the inconsistency that Tiger Rovers in the team and Hilda, and I'm pretty sure that the uh, committee will correct me if I'm wrong. We upped our budget this year to A, retain players who we thought were good enough to stay at Tiger Rovers this year, that we could compete for Europe again and be really. Now, I'm obviously not going to blow the trumpet. Obviously, look at you remember when I was on in the first time, Shane, and I was hmm. gambling on about saying, you know, Rovers will we'll, we'll challenge Shamrock Rovers. That's a lovely, great expectation of mine. But realistically, I would take Europe season in, season out, and a good cup run. You know, the, the, the budget have been a full-time team at Tiger Rovers. We weren't getting the results out of out of the team and out of Liam Buckley. A lot of people now, obviously, look, at, I can go and say the Tiger Rovers fans are this, that, and the other. My opinion, straight up, is we weren't uh, doing well enough under Buckley. I think his time was coming. Um, mm. When it was coming, I don't know. In my opinion, this is the okay time before this break to, to, to part ways with Buckley. John Russell and Ryan Casey, they've done well. They got the results against Terry. Unfortunately, we didn't get three points tonight. I'm still sitting on the fence, and, and you would probably have worked with Ruster and maybe with Casey and Shields, he would as well. And I'd actually like your opinion on the two of them on whether you think they you know it's time for young managers that are getting a chance it's whether the Sligo committee and board now look at are they willing to take that chance or do they go elsewhere and look at someone more established but obviously John Russell's been a great great servant to the club so he's earned his shot he's although I don't think tonight would really affect it to be honest but whether he would be there as number two I'm I'm sure he'll be still within the club on the topic of young managers your, your one. Obviously, like when Buckley came in two years ago, um, you knew the caliber of the Buckley that he was coming in. You know, you knew what you were expecting a really experienced Ireland manager. I know because you just said that we're on the area on of the era of young managers. You know, would you be would you be more excited to take the risk bring in a young manager? Like, like just to shout out the names now. Johnny Ward isn't gone. John Caulfield's name has been shouted around very lot this week. I, I, in my opinion, okay, straight up in my opinion, step right down to Tiger Rovers uh, completely. 
Uh, Vinny Perth's name was there. She, you probably would have worked with him. Uh, yeah. um, there was uh, uh, Tom Mohan's name was going around as well, uh, as well as Comerford as well. And uh, there was also Rustler there as well. But then uh, Declan Pine's name was also thrown into the mix as well. So, like, you know, it's your question here of young managers, or, you know, would you go for your Vinny Perth, maybe your Declan Pine's in the or know the calibre? Yeah, it's hard to know. It's probably too many names to go through one by one. What I, w- what I would say is, I do think the whole coffee talk seems to have emanated from uh, our, our, one of our regular interviews, Julian Canny, having a bit of a laugh about it, to be honest. It seems to have snowballed there. I would be amazed to see John Coffey end up at Sligo. I'm, I'm not so sure that he would want to go to Sligo. I'm not so sure Sligo would want him there. That one would but the other names are, are, are interesting yes. but listen we've kept you for long enough fair play to you for giving us a shout I shout again appreciate it cheers lads thank you very much come on James talk <laughs> again James um, now we kind of have a bit of a rule here that in general we don't allow people on unless they're showing their proper names so I'm taking a little bit of a gamble here by asking for Cork Cocktails to say hello um, I'm assuming there is a real person behind the Cork Cocktails account who hopefully was uh at the Galway Cork game tonight. Are you there? No, maybe yeah. not. Still, no, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've sold me one there, I'd say, so they have. So we'll jump to Kieran, who is uh, yet another Shamrock, a happy Shamrock Rovers fan tonight, I think. Kieran, how are you? We're all on mute, lads. If any of you are trying to talk to me, is there any of you there? Kieran? No. Okay, we're getting nowhere here, Shields. We'll go again. Evan, Evan, are you there? Well, lads. Uh, here's Evan. Oh, we Evan. That's a while, lads. Back again with the cousin. Good man. Oh, with the cousin. Yes. With the cousin. Yes. Of course. Yes. Again. Of course. Oh, you can't forget. Of course. Wait, Shields, you to hear this. These two guys are Kevin's feet. These two guys are Kevin's feet. One is out of water for you'll ever, ever hear. The other fella has the most Americanized car. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you are. I'm not having that now. I'm not having that too bad. <laughs> Boys, talk, talk, talk to me. You're, you're happy, man, yet again. Yeah, absolutely. 4 0. Can't ask for much more. No, you can't <laughs> ask for much more. Listen, tell me, obviously, been a speculation during the week that poses. Well, I don't think it's just speculation. I think it was pretty much confirmed on all sides. And the club went and looked, went to Wexford, looked for permission to speak to Ian Ryan. As they then got that permission, oh, they spoke to, to Ian, um, and Ian has decided to stay where he is. Um, yeah. The bit that I can kind of wrap my head around is how does that make the current management team, who seem to be doing nothing but winning games week after week after week, um, how does that make them feel? Absolutely. Um, it was a shock. I know when, when Ian first went, Evan actually said, oh, Ian Ryan would be brilliant for the job. Obviously, we didn't see what Gary was going to be like at that stage. Oh, I don't know. I think it was there's almost a level of, of disrespect in there, I think, to go over Gary's head after, like, he was five on five on the bounce at that stage. And they went over, they went past Gary to go talk to Ian Ryan. Don't get me wrong, Ian Ryan's a brilliant manager. And what he's doing at Wexford now has been, you know, this season has been fantastic. But to go over Gary's head and over the management team at the minute, to go talk to Ian Ryan is... It's, it's you know it's a, it's a little bit of disrespect um, now it was kind of the question then was was that going to affect is he kind of going to say you know 
pick this or whatever and, and what you know what you know what I mean and, and say right we'll not give it at all clearly not then tonight you know what I mean we had a brilliant win again four not the first half was a little bit dodgy but um, yeah uh, lads I'd, 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 I'd look I wouldn't claim to know Gary inside out but I know him well enough to know that he, he, he couldn't meet a sounder man he's solid characters again there's no way in God's green earth that he, he would react like that he, he's just super professional in terms of how he carry himself you know absolutely and it's good it's good to see that you know and I think it's only it only stands to him even that if, if things were to go kind of badly and for some reason for some stupid reason almost that the club decided to not stick with Gary and go to a you know to a different manager it kind of stands to him that he did give it his all regardless of kind of what went on around him you know and kind of stands that he does deserve even if not a job then with Waterford kind of a job with a different club if he didn't get the actual full-time role with ourselves yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how you can look for a manager when you're winning six on the bounce and playing good attractive football. Absolutely, that's 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 my point 100%. I mean, you know, I haven't got to see in the flesh yet, but I'm, looking, I'm just going on, on results and even scorelines at the moment and like, things could hardly possibly be going better, could they? Absolutely not, no. Um, now, having said that, if you had asked me that in the half-time of the match earlier on, I would have been saying something very different. It was the poor first half. The, the highlight of the first half was a five-year-old who ran on the field. <laughs> that was the highlight of the first half. Um, did he manage to get through the ball? He got into the centre circle. He got into the centre circle. He, the, he, the centre circle. he was doing very well. Um, he didn't get out of the ball. And, you know, the steward was met with a lot of booze when he decided to try and confront the five-year-old. But... Um, <laughs> That was the highlight of the first half, you know, so at that stage, it was, what the hell is going on here? But obviously, when you have, you know, the last six wins have been fairly convincing. One with a little bit kind of hit or miss now, but five out of six wins under that manager team being that convincing. It's like, how can you look anywhere else? Not completely out of the title race, would you say? Uh, I don't know. I I think it might be a bit ambitious. I'd love it. I'd love it. But I think the realist in me saying that's a little bit ambitious. Definitely promotion. I'd like to say definitely looking at promotion, but uh, I, like, I don't know. Yeah, don't looking know. at your seven seven point gap, you know, against a team that are kind of, you know, looking a very strong side, you would be doing very very well to to close it all right. So you would, but what it will do, what it will do is, I mean, treaty at the moment that hold one of those playoff spots. You know, if you were able to. Yeah win that comfortably tonight well second half I suppose comfortably tonight um, you know it definitely does give you confidence that if and when the playoffs come that you, you, you probably believe look we've, we've, definitely, we've got more quality than two than the two below us so it's all about trying to beat the one above us absolutely absolutely um, I suppose it's kind of going forward it's, it's, you don't want to be kind of settling for that either you know as, as ambitious as the title might be you don't want to be just saying, ah, it's gone, like, you know what I mean? We'll just kind of play to sort of kind of win playoffs or whatever. Obviously, you have to do it. Um, you know what I mean? You have to obviously win the playoffs. But you want to kind of be striving for more. And in fairness, the lads are looking to do it. And they can seemingly do it quite comfortably. I know we had a, a loss. It was a loss we had in Cork, I think, when we had Cork earlier in the season. Um, obviously, under Ian, um, that was. And no, that wasn't the argument. So if we can get that, you know, I believe Galway was Galway. It was a loss or a draw against Galway earlier in the season. I think it was, it was, it was a draw was a over draw. there anyway, and they bet us nervous. Yeah, so, you know, we haven't been the best against the two above us. Well, again, that was again under Ian Morris. We've yet to see what it's like with, uh, with Gary. And yeah, and, and listen, one one last question. I'd be interested for your take on this. Let's say, let's say you pull it off and you end up in the playoffs and you go and win the playoffs. Who, mm. who, who, who would you rather play in a promotion relegation game? You could hear from Marks. Oh, uh, the history's not the best of you, CD, anyway. 
Um, oh, you, so, you, I think UCD every day. I, I, I'd, I'd like to take UCD, yeah. I'd take UCD still above Finn Harps. Um, I'd still I'd still prefer against UCD. And it'd be interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't be playing Finn Harps now and putting Bash and Heary in goal again. But um, <laughs> that'd be an interesting one to see. But uh, no, I'd take UCD, yeah, absolutely all day, yeah. Fair play. Lads, you're all a brilliant crack when you ring in. Give us a shout again next week. Well, of course. Thanks a million. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Kieran, you still seem to be lurking in the background there. Are you able to hear me this time round? Kieran, 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 you're killing me here. All right, I don't know. Right, we'll jump on to... Oh, there you go. Are you there, there, Shane? Now we have you, Kieran. How are you keeping? Oh. Not too bad. What happened there? You were at the Rovers uh, game tonight. My, uh, well, I was at the Rovers game, but I I wasn't planning to be a speaker. My phone um, was, it's sitting in the glove box there, so that's why. So sorry about that. But yeah, no, I was at the Rovers game. Yeah, it was very good. Very <laughs> good. First half was brilliant. Um, it was very half, good. Yeah, we have you on. Now that we have you on, you may as well give it a Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, okay. They were. They were uh, they, they were class in the first half, Shane. Yeah, they were class in the first half. Um, yeah. Second, second half wasn't a great, uh, a great spectacle. We kind of just uh, closed out the game, like you know. Um, yeah, you've been doing yeah, that, thought, mate, actually. That's been a kind of a regular yeah. enough occurrence, hasn't it? Where you, you get the game won early, early as you can, and then kind of take the foot off and maybe maybe conserve an energy to a certain extent, is it? Exactly. Yeah. Like he he made four substitutions on I think it was seventy five minutes. We're going to be again, Kieran. Not a great line there. No, we'll have to let we'll have to let Kieran go. I think um, just so we will, Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, coming, he's gone. No, he's gone. Listen, um, amazingly, we haven't had. I'll come to you in a minute, Stephen. I know you're waiting there at the minute, but um, we haven't had anybody on yet all night to talk about the one second game that me and you were actually watching. So look, we'll we'll just start chatting about it ourselves. We'll just chat about it ourselves. What 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 did you right. make of uh, what did you make of the Dundalk Pats game? Yeah, good win. Kind of this new way of winning for Dundalk. Did it up in Bally Buffet on Monday, just getting the goal and managing to see it out. Pats put on a bit of pressure, but I didn't didn't see the Pats lineup. You know how we can leave Dara Burns on the bench in such an important game. Uh, yeah, can you hear me there? He was absolutely electric when he came on, wasn't he? He was brilliant. Everything went through him. He looked like the most likely to create something, if not score himself. He's, he's a talent you don't really see playing in the league for too much longer, to be honest. Um, what, I don't know what, what he was. was what, what was the thinking? What, like, I'm trying to put myself in Tim's shoes. It's hard. Like he was, Jesus, he was. He comes. I've never. It's a long time since I've seen one player come on and turn a game so much. To be honest with you, the miss was every. Every time a player looked up in the second half, it was, where's Darabourne's? How can I get him on the ball? And that was the game plan for them to try and get an equaliser. Now, obviously, we don't know Tim, but Tim, Tim has certain game plans. He thought one, went with one, didn't go with the other, but that's the manager's prerogative. But for me, he's himself and Forrester, obviously, are the first names on the team sheet every week. He was he was very good, and you're always impressed with him when he plays, but for the dock. Steadily going well. Stevie's doing very well. Happy to see the lads. You know, you wouldn't have thought this at the start of the year that the dogs in second going into the break with a chance to pull even clearer. 
the game in hand. It's great to see him and talk and it's a happy time around the town again. I remember we were training one day, Shields, you were training away and Bats, Bats had a bit of a niggle. He wasn't able to, to train that day. He was just doing a few laps on the, around the side and that um, with the boys and he stopped at one stage and we were just chatting away and I asked him, you know, he, he always he kind of strikes me as a fellow who's kind of a deep thinker about the game, Bats, and I kind of said yes. to him, you know, would you have any aspirations of going to coaching or management route yourself? And he was saying, ah, oh, yeah, it'll definitely be in my head and the whole lot. But he turned around to me then he says, the only thing is, he says, like, you see Stevie now, and obviously Stevie, this is when Stevie had just gone into Pats, and he actually struggled a little bit, if you remember, when he went in a Pats at first. Yeah. Um, and he says, you look at Stevie, he says, and he's gone into Pats, he says, like, from Stevie being around here, he said, I, I was sure that was a nailed-on success. I thought Stevie was absolutely made to be manager. Now, as it transpires, obviously, he has he has become <laughs> a success, but at the time, he was saying he couldn't really wrap his head around this. I assume, like, would you have been of a similar vein? Would you always have looked at, at, at Stevie as somebody who was who was destined for management? Oh, it's, it's himself and Higgins are the most evident I've ever come across. And I've been playing a long time, and I, I think I've met them for a week or two, and just know by them they're gonna go into management. I, I think the two of them skipped. The, Higgins was their number two for a year, nearly skipped the coaching phase into management. They're just kind of total football men and quite commanding when they're involved with teams and you could always tell that with Stevie especially as, as our captain and, and Rory the year that he was there with us as a player so see how well the two of them are done, doing now and like you know you know them as well they're top fellas so you like to see people like that doing well So stick your neck out which one of them is finished ahead of the other this season? <laughs> Higgins, Higgins has the billions in the bank coming up to the break doesn't he now with the, with the transfer window open do you reckon they'll improve personnel-wise? Like, personnel um, no, no choice. Mickey's a big loss. He's going to be coming back maybe for the tail end. Who knows? I think like that goes. Probably could do a bolstering up for Europe. That's the docks. Bit of luck. Not bit of luck that they're not in Europe, but you know, no European fixtures. They're just playing league games. That's their full focus rather than going Europe league games Thursday, Sunday or whatever it tends to be is you get quite grueling and you can drop points. Yeah, that is true. That will that will probably work in the favour, all right, Jeff. Fair point. Um, we'll start to wrap it up. We have one more and we may we might have time for one more if somebody else wants to stick their hand up, but we will talk to a, a very happy um Stephen Buckley. Stephen, how are you keeping? I'm good, Jen. No. Not too bad, no at all. Not too bad. Uh, did you trap where's, did, Johnny, did, did, where's Johnny Ward tonight? <laughs> Johnny Ward is after one missing. Johnny Ward, 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 I think you said it before, like you were asked uh, who 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 uh, who lose more games, and I think you said Galway lose more than Cork. So for so for Cork, or for Galway to recover, no, right? They'll have to hope that Cork will lose three games, you know, in September, and they win all their games. You know what I mean? Like they they, they basically have to hope that Cork fall off a cliff. Yeah, over them. You know what I mean? You sound you sound confident. Um. 
I'm as confident as when Chelsea was playing with Dundalk, you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like as confident as I would get abused going into the shed before, <laughs> before the game kicked off. I missed, I missed Chelsea one time, and it was the second last season with Dundalk, and he had broken his hand. And I went to shake his hand, and he said, Don't shake my hand. He said, I met or someone stood in his hand at him out, out, turn his cross. Tough pitch, but lovely fell off it, you know. Who knows? I don't know. Four years ago, three years ago, someone stood in your hand, I think it was Shep or someone, and I was going to shake your hand. And you said, Don't shake my hand. My hand is all bruised and uh, swollen and all that, like, you know. It was, was Shep. It, was a, it was a fan as I got off the bus, probably. Nah, not that cheap. <laughs> that, no. Nah, <laughs> no. God knows who it was. It was probably Gary Buckley, more, more than likely, anyway, yeah. but clumsy lad. No, but I think we're the best team in the league, um, Shane. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like, we played Galway down in um, Turner's Cross. We the players, they the players sent off and they won one nil. Same thing happened tonight. We won one nil and we had a uh, Rory Keaton sent off. Um, John Coffey was up to his usual all six again. I like John. Don't get me wrong. I'm a great fan of John, right? But John was in on top of the referee the, uh, and like he looked the hair sending off. From what I saw, he looked the hair sending off. You know what I mean? You know Rory Keating and you you know Rory Keating's not a dirty player, like you know. Yeah, yeah, you're you're reckoning there there is, was been made out to more than it was, Stephen. I think so. Well, if you if you put yeah your hands on a player, you're you're asking for trouble, you know. But Cork dug in, you know what I mean. That's twenty minutes we had no one up front. He took off. Uh, Rory Keane sent off. He took off. Um, uh, Kia Murphy, and you know my opinion on him, the beast. I think he's a fantastic player, Kia Murphy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That certainly is, certainly is. Well, I'm uh, they're all in hiding tonight for the R because there's no Johnny Ward, there's no Julian Canny. Julian Canny was giving me a bit of a bit of stick, I think, on Twitter during the week that I was I was right right off Galway's chance against Cork, but fair play he came through he back he back you up, Stephen. Like when when our backs are to the wall, you know what I mean, we come out fighting, you know what I mean? And that's what we've done tonight. You know we, we played good football in the first half. He got a screamer again. Uh, we've we've him we've sent him up until the end of uh, the end of the season. Um, coffee was dropped. He changed it round. He dropped coffee, uh, and he put Ian Coleman in the middle of the park with Bolger because you know they complimented each other tonight. You know what I mean? They they're, they're both uh, ball runners. You know what I mean? And they're good with the ball. Um, and then Healy in front of them and. Uh, Keen Bardry on the right, Kevin O'Connor on the left. It was a good, um, it was a good balance to the team, you know. What is Healy's situation, Freeman? Or what's what's the story with him? He's he he's on loan from um, he's on loan from Ipswich until the end of October. We, until we, the end of October, not so bad. It's not it's not one that they're looking back looking for him back from the start of the new preseason. Oh, we no. have him that. We have we signed him up there until the end of um. We signed him up until the end of um, um, October. Yeah. That's what I, you're, yeah. You're happy yeah. enough with that. Yeah, happy enough with that. But I think, like, as you say, like, the um, the uh, transfer minutes coming up, no, I don't know what Colin's plans are and, and the board and whatever. But I, my, my fear is like that. If 
Uh, Rory, Rory Keaton is going to be missed for one or two games. If Keir Murphy gets injured, we have only that young fella, Paul um, Marco Mani, on the bench. He's only 17. You know, we've no yeah. real, real backup in, uh, in, um, in strikers, you know. We've a lot of defenders, we've a lot of midfielders. You know what I mean? You'd like to see a signing or two, mid? I'd like to see one at least, anyway, you know, one striker, like, you know I mean, uh, like, I mean, you, it's going to be very hard to dislodge the two boys up front. It's Rory, Rory Keating is a great player. Uh, Key Murphy works his arse off, but uh, Keating is very, very, very intelligent, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Stephen, listen, thank you very much for giving us a shout. Fair play to you. We'll start again this year, I'm sure. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to come down to Cork, no, Shane, and have, have no luck or something like I, I'll let you know when I'm landing. I'll let you know. Yeah, we look after you down there. We give you a good night. I think he might come down. He might, might have to go into disguise. Like, we might come down and have a look. I was going to say, you know those, you know those glasses with silly moustaches? We put ah, one no. of them on him maybe in a week. Really. A week. He'd look lovely in a week. No, he just had to put up his hood or something like that. You know what I mean? I'll be down when the jazz festival's on. Don't worry. The jazz? <laughs> <laughs> Big jazz fan, are you, Shilsey? Stephen, thanks a million. Good night, lads. Find yourself, find yourself. Um, before we wrap up a couple of uh, a couple of your old teammates and lads I know from when I was hanging around the place very very well tonight uh, Dickie the super game for, for, for Dundalk did he? Yeah he's in flying form great to see after last year because he had too many injury problems halted his season completely last year and when he's on form like that he's very hard to handle like he's very slight but that boy can catch pigeons he's, he's wiry he's fast I'd say as a fullback now, he'd be, he'd be a nightmare to mark because he doesn't give you a minute. Obviously, Stevie has his confidence up and it's great to see him scoring goals because, you know, him, like he's, he's such an infectious character as well. And he's, uh, he certainly is. He is indeed. He's, and he's, you know, like I noticed the wee bit, um, his dad changes side to wherever Dickie's attacking. His dad goes to the opposite corner and waits to get a <laughs> goal celebration with him. <laughs> he's, <laughs> no, he's, Entertaining man, so he's, he's, he's another uh, another Marion College graduate like himself. A couple of couple of off the ball heads who, who were Marion College graduates, so they are some people. They'll be happy to hear that. That you know what I reckon? I was wondering, right? I reckon that could be the, near near enough one of the only times Dickie has ever completed ninety minutes for the dog. Like he's always That's... always always hauled off with ten or fifteen left. He was always the first number up, wasn't he? Now he's, he must. That's why he changed his number. Stevie still thinks he still thinks he wears twenty seven. <laughs> that keeps going off, and some Welsh lad keeps getting stood off. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, no, look, fair play to him. And he was getting fairness. He was working both of them. Remember the the run that that young Curtis took off on one stage, and uh, oh, ten left maybe there thereabouts. She's thinking made an unbelievable recovery run to tear after him and catch up with him and, and put the tackle in. So no, as you say, look, he's such a bubbly and. Uh, Funny fella, it's, it's, it's fantastic to see things going going so well for him at the moment. Flores with another goal tonight. Yeah, shocked. It was outside the box. Great finish. So man, strike the ball, isn't he? I've not seen anyone like it. His, his highlight reel must be outstanding. Um, but I was stuttering again. One all at home with Drogba. They would have liked to get a win there. I'd imagine. I am amazed we haven't had any disgruntled Bose fans on tonight for it. Tend to be too busy drinking craft beer, I think, down in their um down in their little but bother bother with us. And then on to the, the 
kick of the night. Will Patching, what a goal. Sensational. Like to even try that at 1-0 down, and I'd imagine the crowd so uneasy, so disgruntled in 1-0 down to Finn Harps. To try that is brave, but to pull it off is genius. He's, he's, and you know him, he's so laid back, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, that, that was meant to happen. But it's like, he's another one when he's on form, he's magic to watch. He is having an absolutely incredible season. Would, would you, would you have seen he was capable of that when he, when he was with us at, at Dundalk? I, I always found it real hard character to make out because there was no doubt, absolutely no doubt, talent was there. And to be fair, I'm, I'm not 100% sure he got a fair crack in the whip when he was, when he was with us either. And I, I did think he had more about him than, than we were getting out of him. But I'm not sure if I saw him. Be, like he's, he's fair this season so far, near enough, is he? He's up there. He's definitely up there himself. Come again, a few obviously a few of the Rovers lads as well. But his his individual brilliance will always always have a chance of winning a game. I knew he had something when he was with us, but not the caliber and the amount of goals he seems to get. That Derry have got out of him because the standard of them and how well he makes the whole team tick. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure if I've seen that, but there's always something in him. I don't think he did, he didn't get a fair crack of the week with that dog. Madness that he was loaned to Derry probably in the first place. Obviously, Derry reaped the rewards and got him in, and he just both they suit they suit each other. Derry and Will Patchen, and like he said, I've read a few articles. He's the happiest he's been playing his football since City the City days. So I'm sure it is. What's the crack? What's the crack with you? When when do you go back? Back and sixth of June, two weeks. So a week on Monday. Have you had? Have you Have you got away anywhere yet? No, I've just had a, another baby, so my latest daughter is only three weeks old today, so no flying. We've booked the hot rush for a few days now. Tomorrow we'll take the, the five of us head up there. But no, I've not gone away, so it's been my tamest off-season ever. Congratulations. I wasn't aware of that. Man, that's three, is it? That's that's the hat-trick, yeah. Now, any any good doctors listening in, snip now. Send me on your numbers. <laughs> DM me. Definitely safe to say that's surely the only hat trick you ever got in your life, anyway. That is, that is. Tell you what, some goals this season. Had I got Pat Hoban off panels in me, the dog days would be, would have been in the forties. Yeah, you're fairly handy at him. I will hand you that. All right, so I will. Shalesy, thank you very much for taking uh, me out there tonight. Jumping on board. Not at all. Hopefully, Johnny doesn't sink too far into that hole tonight. There's, there's more football to be played. <laughs> Listen, top stuff. Um, thank you very much, all listeners and everybody who gave us a, a contribution tonight. Super stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again next week. Jack Grealish is like taking the Freddie Flintoff Ashes 05 mantle here and just. <laughs> <laughs> we miss people like Paul Gascoigne. Enjoy him. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.